Welcome to the Be Better broadcast. I am your host, Brandon Eastman, and this is episode number three of our four-part leadership series to help you to become a more influential leader who leads with impact. And today we're talking about three ways specifically that you can move through difficult times as a leader, and even more importantly, how you can stay motivated during these difficult times as a leader. Because let me ask you the question, why do you believe you were chosen to be a leader inside of your organization? You might say it's because you had the drive, you had the initiative, it's always been a part of your vision, you love helping people, so on and so forth. But if you think about really the main role of a leader, the leader's role is to maintain that shared vision amongst their team while moving through times of adversity, while moving through the difficulties. Because the reality is, as a leader, there will always be difficulties. It comes down to how swiftly and smoothly are you able to navigate through these times. And in today's working world, you know it, you see it every single day. There are more difficulties than there have ever been. There is more competition. There are more layoffs. There are there there are many strifes when it comes to uh, the wrong people coming onto the team. There are so many studies out there that show that people don't believe that they work for strong leaders. What does that say about culture, right? If a bunch of people are saying it, then a part of it must be true, even if we don't want to hear that. So how do we navigate through this difficult time? Well, I've got three ways specifically to help you to do this. And the first way is to think about things this way, okay? We have two worlds. We have the physical world and we have the quantum world world. Now, generally when we face a problem, where's the first thing, the first place that we go? We look around us and we say, what can we do in order to get ourselves out of this problem? What can we do next in order to find a solution? And often we're looking for physical solutions. I can send this email. We can release this program. We can promote this person. We can have this kind of team training, right? Whatever it might be. But seldom do we ever look at the world that is powering the physical world, which is very real, even more real than the world that we see on a daily basis, which is the quantum world. Okay. And let me explain. If we break each of us down and every single object around us, and if we put any object or any person on a table and we took the world's most powerful nano electronic microscope and we zoomed all the way in, we would see that each person and object and thing is moving at a rapid rate. We are simply all subatomic particles that are moving at such a fast rate that you would never be able to track it with your human eye. So what does that mean? Well, that's energy. Everything in this universe and everything in this world and every object in this world is energy. And if we can align ourselves with the energy of what it is that we want, we can attract that energy into our life. This is the scientific explanation for phenomenon that you may know as the law of attraction. If you've read the book, The Secret by Rhonda. Our energy. So when you're going through this difficult time, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling sad, then what emotions are you then attracting to yourself even more of? You're attracting more of those disempowering or what we call low vibration emotions into your life. And if you're constantly feeling bad, is it going to be easy to get yourself out of that difficult situation? Obviously, it's going to make it a lot harder. So how do we then make use and practically use this information of the quantum world? Well, if you can practice emotions 
that will bring more of those like emotions into your world than you will align people and circumstances and things around you that will make your life that much better and that will allow you to move through challenges even swifter and more smoothly. And there's a book that I read that will help you to do this. And the book is called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. And the book is incredible. It's all about the most powerful emotion that we can experience as a human being. It's right behind love. So it's about the second most powerful emotion, which is gratitude. And when you're going through a challenge, you can either feel sad or good. You can't feel two emotions at the same time right? So if you're feeling gratitude, it's impossible to be angry at the same time. If you're feeling gratitude, then it's impossible to be sad. It's impossible to be depressed at that moment. And the more you practice a specific emotion, including the bad ones, well, I shouldn't say that there's really, there's really no bad emotion, right? There's only emotions of higher vibration, like happiness, love, certainty, confidence, gratitude. And there's emotions of lower vibration, such as sadness and despair and envy and resentness and and, and all these things. So there aren't bad emotions, but if you can practice the high vibration once more, then you attract even more of those to you. And there's an exercise inside of the magic that will help you to practice the emotion of gratitude even more so that you create more of it in your life. And the exercise is this. Every single day, take your journal, take your notebook, whatever you got, whatever you write down your things in the morning, whether it's goals or your plan for the day or your to-do list, and take your journal and write down 10 things each day that you are absolutely grateful for. And you might hear that and think, well, Brandon, that's a lot of things to write down. How am I going to write down 10 things every single day? Do they have to be the same things? Do they have to be different? I challenge you to write down every single day 10 things that you're grateful for and have them be different than the ones that you wrote down the day before. After a month, is it going to have some repeats on this list? Of course, you're going to have repeats, especially for the things in your life that you're really grateful for, like maybe your children or your spouse or the home that you live in, or the fact that you have four forearms, the fact that you have two arms, two legs, maybe you have four arms. That's incredible. The fact that you have two eyes, the fact that you have two ears, the fact that you have a heart that beats on its own, the fact that you live in the United States, the most fruitful and economic country to possibly live in, the fact that you were born to a family that that didn't cause too much trauma for you as you as you grew up, right? There's always things that we can be grateful for in our life. And it sounds woo-woo to talk about this, but if you think about this in terms of, I'm just going to do this because I think it'll make me feel better, then you're probably not going to stick to the routine. However, if you think about this routine and think about it in the sense of what we just talked about, there's the physical world and there's the quantum world, a world that I can't see because I can only see a specific spectrum of light. If you consider that there's a world that you can't see that is heavily determining what is happening in the physical world, then as you go through this exercise, you will feel better. You will have a better day as a result. And every single day afterwards will be that much better of a day. The challenges that you face will glance off of you. You'll move through your day with poise, with ease. You'll start to, especially after a month of doing this exercise every single day, you'll start to find even more things around you that you can be grateful for, that you can add to your list. And that might actually happen a little bit quicker than a month, but you get my point. The more you practice this, the more you're strengthening yourself emotionally. And when you strengthen yourself emotionally, the physical problems that you encounter will be that much easier to move through. So that's the first way. The second way is I read this book by this individual named Patrick Bet David, and I read this book about three years ago. It's called Your Next Five Moves. 
And this comes down to the next way to move through difficult situations as a leader and stay motivated during these times is to have a vision, not just for your team, not just for your company, but having a vision for you. When's the last time, and I challenge you to actually think about this, when's the last time you sat down and you asked yourself, what do I truly want next in my career? What do I truly want next in my life? What do I want my life to look like in the next five years? And when I ask that, you can say, you know, I want this car, I want this kind of relationship. But when I ask you, what does your life look like in the next five years? Really, what I'm asking you to do is to create a picture in your mind, like a movie that's playing inside of your head, of what you want your actual lifestyle to look like five years from now, maybe even 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now. Will it come to fruition? Who knows? We don't know until that time comes. But will it help to keep you steady and aimed and grounded in your pursuit of a better life? Well, of course, because we are either growing or we're dying. And if you're not growing in your relationships, if you're not growing in your spirituality, if you're not growing in your physical fitness and your emotional fitness, then you're only going the other direction, which is dying. It might sound dramatic, but it's a fact, right? So I read this book called Your Next Five Moves by Patrick Bet David, who is an incredible entrepreneur and businessman. And he has his own podcast called the PBD Podcast as well. And he pretty much talks about have your next five moves mapped out at all times. And he talks about it in congruency with the game of chess and how when in chess, you've got the grandmaster and sometimes grandmasters know their next 15 moves, right? Some of these chess players, these grandmasters of chess, they don't move at all during a game. They're physically sitting down in a chair. Yet some of these individuals actually burn 44 to 4,500 calories through a chess session because they're using their brain in such a powerful way. So if you're burning that many calories and there's got to be something happening in the brain, some sort of reaction that is happening when you're planning out your next moves. What if you took that same energy and focus, maybe not 4,000 calories worth, but what if you took that same energy and focus and you put it towards figuring out what are the next five moves for you and your career? And what if After you wrote down the 10 things that you're grateful for tomorrow, or maybe even now, if you pause this broadcast or after the broadcast, what if after you wrote down those 10 things you're most grateful for, you wrote down what your next five moves were? You wrote down what your vision was. Recently on the Be Better broadcast, I spoke to an incredible human being. Her name is Atena Crane, and this episode isn't out yet. It might be when you listen to this. But she talked about style and she talked about fashion and how style is so powerful and how you feel. And I asked her, well, how can we determine and and discover our ideal style? And she said, Brandon, look ahead five years, picture what your life looks like and look at that picture in your mind and ask yourself, what am I wearing in this picture? Right. And I challenge you to do the same exact thought exercise. See yourself five years from now. But rather than just looking at what you're wearing, because that's cool too, you can see what kind of clothes you're going to wear. What life are you living? What is the vision that you're moving towards? Because often when I feel most sad in my life, when I feel like I'm not making progress, it's when I don't have that very clear and concise and compelling vision for my future. So what is that vision for your future that you have for yourself? That is number two. And that brings us to number three. And I've got a surprise for you at the end. So you definitely want to stick around. But number three, the third way to stay motivated during these difficult times as a leader is 
a strategy. So this is another strategy you can use immediately. It's by an individual named Andy Frisella, and he calls it the power list. And after you have your vision, you might say, great, now I have this picture in my mind of what it is I want to achieve as a leader. Now I know what I want to do in my career. Now I know what I want to do in these different areas of my life. What next? Right? Andy Frisella calls the power list winning the day. So the way that it works is you take a piece of paper, you take your journal, you take your notebook, and you have your vision at the top of what it is you want to achieve, the overarching goal. And all the power list is every day when you wake up, you write down three actions that you're going to take that you will complete that day in order for you to quote unquote win the day that brings you closer to the ultimate vision that you're looking to create in your life. And if you don't achieve any of the three things, you have to put a big X through that piece of paper because you essentially lost the day, right? Not too graceful, right? It doesn't feel good, too good to lose the day. But if you win the day four out of seven days, then you're ultimately winning over time. And eventually you'll be winning five out of seven days. You'll be winning six out of seven days. And then eventually you'll know how to create these action steps in a way that doesn't sabotage yourself. As an example, if you write down three giant actions to take every single day, then it's going to make it pretty difficult for you to get through those actions, right? My recommendation is progress above everything, which is the fifth P of the five P's of self-mastery, which we talked about in the first two segments of this leadership series. Progress above everything. Write down one key action that might take you some time to complete, but by completing it, you'll feel amazing at the end of the day. You'll know that you accomplished something at the end of the day. Your power list should have one key action, and then the next two actions should be smaller, more minute key actions, things that you can accomplish very quickly. You can, you might even call them small wins. So the third thing, the third step in order to move through these difficult challenges is the power list. Write down one key action and two subsequent actions that you can take each day that move you closer to your vision. Now, the reality is, all of these strategies take time. Writing down these 10 things to be grateful for each day. Planning out your vision, your next five moves for your life, your career, right? All these take time to do, which 90% of us listening won't do them, but the 10% will do them. And those 10%, I'm speaking with you right now. You might write all these down. You might have a great action plan. You might do them for a week and say to yourself, is this actually doing something? Well, this is the reality. Five years is going to pass regardless of what you think about it. Ten years is going to pass regardless of what you think about it. Time isn't going to move any slower and it's not going to move any quicker. So would you rather get to the end of five years having done these exercises or would you rather get to the end of five years doing the same thing that you're doing right now? You might move forward, but will you move forward at a rate that you can look back on and be proud of? I have one fourth bonus tip to help you move forward through difficult times as a leader and stay motivated, and that is move your body some way, somehow, every single day. This morning, I went outside for a 40-minute walk on the bike trail right next to my house in nature. I feel amazing now speaking with you. Other days, I'll go to the gym and I'll work out for 20 minutes sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes 40, sometimes an hour. Really, that's the max that I'll ever be in the gym. Usually it's about 30 minutes, right? So I'll lift weights three days a week. I'll go for a walk. Sometimes on those same days, I try to walk every single day to get at least six to 10,000 steps in. 
I'm not like some of you lunatics who need to get 14, 15,000 steps in. Although great respect. If you're doing that, you probably feel great doing it, but move your body every single day. Because when you move your body, you're activating your physiology. When you're activating your physiology, you are emotionally training yourself to feel better. You're releasing hormones and chemicals in your body. When you're moving your body, when you go for a run, when you even go for a light walk in nature, you feel better. And when you're going through a difficult time, the best thing for you to do is to get to the gym. The best thing for you to do is get outside, go for that jack, go for that walk in nature. First thing, as soon as you wake up, the best thing, and maybe even the most important on this entire list is to routinely and frequently move your body. And you might even notice Actually, every single one on this list had to do with a book of some sort. Maybe not the power list, although he has written a book, Andy Frisella. But the first strategy, the gratitude strategy, came from The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. The second strategy came from Your Next Five Moves by Patrick Bet David. Leaders are readers. So my question is, I know that you know that leaders are readers, but are you still keeping up with your reading routine? Sometimes it's not about doing something new. But it's about getting back to the basic to help to to succeed in the first time. Are you reading those 30 minutes for each day? Are you reading those 10 pages if you don't have the 30 minutes, right? Although I challenge you, I'm sure you have the 30 minutes. It's just about making the time in order to get it done. I hope these three tips, including the fourth one, which was your fourth bonus tip, were helpful for you and staying motivated as a leader. If you're a leader of leaders, leaderception, then be sure to share these strategies with your team of leaders because you never know who it might impact. One out of five will implement. And you know what? If one out of five implements these strategies, that one person will inspire the other four or at least two of the four to take action as well. If you're saying, Brandon, I love these strategies. How can you help me to further bring these solutions and strategies to fruition? This is what I do. I work with Fortune 500 leadership teams to help them to stay motivated through difficult times but mostly to help them to achieve self-mastery as leaders. Because when you can master self, you master leadership. All influence is self-influence. When you work on improving yourself, you improve everyone else around you at the same exact time. And I host and facilitate workshops for Fortune 500 leadership teams. If you're not a Fortune 500 team, I might still work with you as well. Let's start the conversation. Message me on LinkedIn or shoot a comment down in the comments below to start the conversation. And thank you so much for watching and listening. Next week will be our fourth and final segment of the Influential Leader video series. So be sure to stay tuned in. That will be next Friday at 10 a.m. I hope to see you there. Thanks so much for watching and listening. And until we talk again next time, continue to be better.